deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Three sports, one league. Welcome to The Pod. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome. Episode 8 of Tough Pod, a Alabama Crimson Tide National Champions edition, a divisional round playoff edition of Tough Pod this week. We are unfortunately running a three-man pod. We are not the complete Megazord. We are missing one of our Rangers. And this week is not with us, but I am joined, as always, by one of the Tough League founding fathers and my own brother, of blood, Niz. How has your last week been? How you doing, man? Uh, not bad. Uh, you know, completing the move-in process, um, putting all the shit together that we bought to put in this new house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My back hurts, my body hurts, but uh, got a, a nice new shower to to lather up in, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, Andrew hit us with some terrible bet advice today, so reeling a little <laughs> bit from that. Uh, but I know he took the brunt of it, so you know that's on him. But uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Uh, did all right on the the national championship game, and uh, you know, ready for some more football this weekend. So you took a direct shot at Ange with him not here, and then you take an indirect shot at Ange with him not here by saying you did well in the national championship. Because as we'll go through later, Ange was not a happy camper at the end of Monday night. But Jesse. How's your week been, man? How are you doing? Uh, same old, same old. It's been really super slow. I did have my first ever uh, virtual date on FaceTime. You ever met a girl okay. for the first time on FaceTime? It's awkward. Yeah, it's every, every bit of awkward you can think of. Uh, but it went well. Uh, I think we vibed pretty well. Um, other than that, man, I got nothing going on. I've been kind of on a hot streak in taking underdog NBA money lines. And I got one tonight, Pacers money line. Yes, sir. Um, they can pull it off. I'm I'm really enjoying these these weekly new girl uh, for Jez date <laughs> updates that we've been getting every week now. It's good stuff. Um, well, let's get into it, guys. What do you think? Let's look, we have a we have a special a a very heavy hearted version of Musser's musings this week, and it's not called Musser's musings without Nate giving us the breakdown. Nate. What makes this week's so special? Talk to us. I don't even want to say special, heavy-hearted, I should say. Tears in your eyes. Yeah, so, um, you know, we were hit with some tough news uh, this week. Uh, one, of our, one of our own is uh, leaving, leaving the coop. One of mm. our originals is moving on from Tough League. And uh, I just wanted to give them a proper send-off, and I, and I wanted to do so in the way that uh, – that they do, you know, how Tom Rinaldi, well, he doesn't do it anymore because he's not at ESPN anymore, but like Tom oh. Rinaldi wants to tug at the heartstrings. So I'd like to really just kind of take a look back at, at one of our own and his journey through Tough League. So uh, this is going to be a, a close uh, emotional uh, Munster's Musings. So mm-hmm. I met Brady in the sixth grade at Schaefer Elementary. He was kind, funny and generally pretty good at sports. He always wore a Giants hat every day, so I thought, hey, this guy must be pretty cool. (laughs) 
but he didn't wear the standard orange and black hat, but instead it was his baby blue. Perhaps that should have tipped me off that one day he wouldn't be tough enough. Our friendship grew over the years, staying close despite the many miles between us. He willfully and gleefully joined Tough League as an original owner. I looked back this week at the text we exchanged. Wow, what an honor, he wrote to me. Not only do I get to be in a league with my best friend, but such a unique league to boot. So innovative, so fresh. Count me in. And count him in we did. <laughs> Brady's road was rocky and cold. <laughs> like Rocky Road ice cream. Ending his first full season <laughs> dead last in baseball and football. But basketball season brought new hope and energy. Through grit and determination, he finished second to last but still lasts overall by a large margin. Of course, the one who grew to be known as the BK Brawler wouldn't be held down for long. He went from worst to first in football the following season and had numerous playoff appearances across each sport. But the Brawler was fighting his own personal battle, a silent but deadly battle raging deep inside. He tendered his resignation this past week to a shocked crowd of managers. I've lost the passion, he said. While it has been the greatest honor of my life to play with all of you studs, I must seek out my next adventure. And so we say goodbye to Brady, BK, Brawler, K. <laughs> Though he is gone from the league at season's end, he will not be forgotten because we're letting him stay in the group chat. <laughs> Farewell, you kind, hairy beast. We send you off with one parting message from the bottom of all of our hearts. Toughen up, cuck. Toughen the fuck I have tears in my eyes. I know that was, that was so heartfelt. I think we're going to get sixth grade Brady anecdotes. In oh, that great! One. That was I can't. It's hard to believe, you know. Yeah, Jazz, you have any words to to say to Brady? I've met Brady once, um, and it was actually this past year. It was a COVID year. Uh, we played golf together, um, and I, I fell in love the moment I saw him. And I, I'm sad to see him go. Brady, yeah, he's a good one. He is. He's, he's a funny guy. We, me and him have bonded over our love of uh, Mario and Pokemon video games for the Switch. We were talking Pokemon Snap, snap nonstop this morning <laughs> in the tough chat. If there's one thing that I'll send you off to, Braid, it is Mahalo, my friend. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> but Braid is leaving us. But that doesn't stop the train from, from rolling on. Things must go on. We will have a person taking over. Brady is staying through basketball season, hoping to bring one last victory, one last hurrah, a Derek Jeter walk-off against the Baltimore Orioles style. Goodbye with basketball season this year. Do it again. He'll say in the chat, he's a funny guy. We like having him around, but uh, someone else will take his spot and that announcement will come in a future podcast. Well, let's look back. We had the past week, big weekend for football, big weekend for sports, Wild card weekend, six wild games, usually the best slate of football there is each year and then of course it's capped off on monday night by the natty the national championship alabama crimson tide versus ohio state university so let's get into the picks that we did make and see how we fared bit of a rough week for tough league for some of us not for others let's start with nate you had colts plus six and a half at the bills which was also a big live bet on the pod itself in which nate took the Colts plus six and a half. Jez took the Bills minus six and a half. It could have gone either way. And unfortunately for Jez and fortunately for Nate, it went 
Colts plus six and a half with a three point loss to the Bills. We had the first Ooh. ever parlay pick in tough pod history, and that was Ravens money line and under 54 and a half parlay. Ravens took the 20 to 13 victory, not even getting close to the total, and how's in the win. And then, of course, he had to go with the Natty pick as his downtown lock of the week, and that was the Bama Ohio State over 38 in the first half. And that was a 35-17 score at the end of the half. Not the game. We're not talking about the game. We're talking about the half. 35-17. Bama takes the lead and ultimately wins that game. Nate, you had a rough week last week. It was the one and two, your first under 500 week of the year. You're 3-0, and baby. You're back in Poundtown. Your girl misses you. You're there. You're on the beach in the warm weather. Tell us about your week, baby. Well, first of all, I mean, I just – no hard feelings, Jez. You know, I'm the better man right now. I know that. I see it. I feel it. Um, but you know what? It was a it was a valiant bet. I was stressing. A uh, lot of weird things about that game. Frank Reich mm-hmm. uh, choosing not to kick the field goal at the end of the first half. Bills went mm-hmm. down, scored. Felt felt like the the momentum shift was there. Um, you know, Philip Rivers didn't really have any bonehead plays. So shout out Phil. Um, you know, I was bummed. I, I was rooting for Jesse to cover that, uh, the 29 team total. Um, you know, everybody could have won with an extra field goal there, but um, is what it is. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, the Ravens game just kind of, I felt really good about it. I, pl- I believe I said 20 to 13 uh, last week on the pod, mm. called it out, dialed Nailed up the it. score. Um, the, you know, the, the game itself was a little bit of a sweat, but the under was was pretty much in hand the whole time. It was just an ugly game. And then, Logue, you stressed me the fuck out when you placed <laughs> a big-ass bet on the over 38 first half. Like five minutes and, before the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to just lay a bet. What, what should I put? Oh, yeah, 38 first half over, no problem. This motherfucker comes in with a $300 bet and I'm already in pretty heavy. So I'm stressed the fuck out. Not to mention that Alabama goes down and does this little slow meandering, like five and a half minute drive to start the game. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Eight minutes to score. <laughs> yeah. So finally they get in and then it just opens the floodgates and we cashed it pretty easily. But damn, there was some money riding on that. I'm just glad we were on the winning side. So you get back to pound town. How's it feel to be back, man? It feels, it feels right. Uh, we had a, I, I don't know when we want to tackle this. We had a mysterious email uh, from, I'll let you read from, it later <laughs> from, from Victoria. Uh, <laughs> no clue where this came from. Uh, maybe I've spoken her into existence, but uh, you know, it's good to be back. Got the parking space. Uh, got the top down. Weather's great and uh, happy to be here. Always great to be there. Let's see if anyone else joins you this week. Let's start with Jez. Bit of a frustrating week, I think. It could have easily been 3-0, and but unfortunately it was 0-3. He had Bears plus 10.5 against the Saints. Saints uh, kind of handled that game pretty easily. 21-9 to victory, although Jez, I'll say, got that teaser win. He had Bills team total over 29. Bills drive in the fourth quarter, get into, their own, get into Colts territory, turn it over. Total sticks at 27, missing the team total. And you had Colts at Bills, as we talked before. You had the six and a half Bills side of that, which unfortunately did not cover as the Bills won 27 to 24, only a three point victory. 
giving you an 0 and 3 week, which is your first 0 and 3 week, I think. Second 0 and 3 week, giving you a bringing you under 500 for the the pod 9 11 and 1. And Nate, I I am remiss to say 15 and 6 overall. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, many apologies to you and your 15 and 6 record. Just astounding. Jez, talk to us about your week, man. Where do you we know, go wrong? I'm, I'm not. I feel like I'm I'm on the right side of these picks, and I'm always end of the game, end of the half, one possession type losses. Um, Bears scored a touchdown with no time remaining, decided not to do anything about it, and the game just ended. If they went for two and got it, they would have covered. Um, the Bills, I feel like, could completely controlled that game. They were driving with, I don't know, five minutes left, and Josh Allen took a 31-yard sack um, that completely ruined the over-29 bet and the minus six-and-a-half bet. Uh, I'm just I'm running pretty unlucky with NFL right now. We know what that means when you are on the wrong side of variance over and over again. That means you're going to be on the right side of variance pretty soon here. We all know the law of averages tends to catch up to you when you're betting both ways. So 0-3 week, bit of a bit of a rough week, but hey, we might see an 0-3 week very quickly from you. Uh, we'll quickly go through Anges. I don't think he wants us to talk about it too much, but he was on the Ohio State side of things for the Natty. All three picks, Ohio State first half plus five, Ohio State plus eight for the game, and Ohio State team total over 33 and a half. Unfortunately, none of those bets hit. We mentioned earlier that Bama won the first half 35 to 17. They won the game 52 to 24, not making it a very competitive national championship. And then, of course, Ohio State only scored 24 points when the total was 33 and a half. And I believe Sizz cleaned everyone's clock on the Ohio State team total once again. She picks her spots well, and I'm not sure she's lost very much. I don't think she's paid me once. Nate, has she paid you any money at any point in the last several weeks? I, uh, I believe we had $5 on the, the Colts-Bills uh, game, and that's the only time I think that she's paid me. She's like low-key, like a savant when it comes to spreads and like totals and shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I Crazy. don't know how she's doing it, but I did feel bad because I did watch the game with Andrew, and you know I was obviously like first and foremost hyped for the, the over for first half, but then mm-hmm. like Bama was scoring too much, and then my boy was getting a little droopy, and then Bama just wouldn't stop. And I felt bad because I was up, I was up a couple hundred and, and, you know, hitting some stuff. I also had Devonte Smith, some receiving totals and he went nuts, but yeah. Um, yeah but, but my boy was a, a little bit uh, downtrodden, um, but mm-hmm. I know, I know he's got some, some picks lined up for this week. So uh, he's kind of an all or nothing kind of guy. Is he not like, yeah, so far? that was ballsy. He was either yeah. going three and oh, or oh and three, like chances. Yeah. Are. Yeah. yeah. He, he well, sh- shout it. out Niz for that. Um, I don't know. 12 pick tweet that you did before the national championship and you went what yeah. nine and three and yeah, I, no, I was... tailed the uh, Mac Jones over 371 and the Najee over three and a half receptions um easy cash easy money I uh I believe I tweeted out nine and we got six out of nine six six of nine uh nice nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> no I felt good uh I, I always decide, I don't know like why I just randomly decided to tweet out picks, but you know, I tried it and be not terrible. I think last year for the natty, I tweeted out three picks and got all three wrong. So I was glad to mm-hmm. kind of redeem myself a little bit for that. So I missed those six. I had a pretty busy weekend and, and Monday. So I like wasn't at the computer or on Twitter very much. So I missed all the good stuff apparently. And I didn't tweet out anything from the tough pod Twitter as well. And I'll be better for you people. Um, Maybe it wasn't a good week to miss because we had we had two zero and three weeks. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. We don't want the people to know about it. It was, it was, it was foresight, is what it was. Uh, we'll go to myself for the last, the last patch. The I, the weirdest, just weirdest week. Are you kidding? Like Bills minus eight, they beat Washington football team thirty-one to twenty-three. Push. Okay, push the game. Fine. That's one push. Well, if the Bills Colts was next, was the first game nice. I nice. chose. No, Bills Colts was the first game that played, and I had over fifty-one, and. They ended at 51 and it should have been over. It should have gone over. Like you said that Josh Allen took that stupid, bad fumble 31 yard sack or whatever it was when it should have probably ended in a field goal and hit the over. It didn't. Phillip Rivers, of course, didn't go down the field and score any points to tie the game. Uh, if it just went to overtime, would have been the over, but no, we pushed. So that's two pushes. The first two games that of Saturday push. And then we have one game left. I had a three-team parlay of all my picks, and it just turned into, can you get Steelers and Browns over 47 and a half? Luckily, we got there very easily. I wasn't really watching much of that game. And I opened my phone. We were looking at, at houses, and I'm like, it's 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> what the hell happened here? So I felt really good about the over. It, it hit there eventually in the third quarter. It cashed it. Browns won 48 to 37, which means – your boy's back in pound town. Hey. It exists, people. I can tell you. I wasn't sure if it actually was a thing. I wasn't sure if people actually, if it was just a made up, uh, uh, made up in your mind what it was. It exists. We're there. I'm here. It's very nice. It's pretty. The drinks are great. I can't be in a better mood. I, Victoria exists. I've seen her. I saw Nate. He doesn't really talk to me because I'm like the peasant of pound town and he's like the king of pound town. <laughs> he doesn't really talk to people like me, but I'm here. It exists. It's nice. I love it. I don't want to leave. I was a 1-0-2 oh, on the week. I think that's technically over 500, is it, right? I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. 1-0-2. Oh, I'll take it, and I'm climbing back out of the cellar. That is my terrible overall tough pot pick record. I'm at now 9-10-2. Almost there, baby. One point either uh, way in the other two games I'd have been there, but I'll wait. I'll be patient because I'm in pound town, and patience is a virtue. I'll take it. What so a weird that, week. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? That's just bizarre. It, it hit two numbers, like, I, and I feel like like fifty one doesn't feel like a normal total, and minus eight is kind of a weird spread for the NFL. Like, I don't know. It was just impressive yeah. hitting hitting those two back to back, and then the absolute slam that the fucking Steelers Browns over yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, we were we were I'll, dancing in the first quarter. Oh yeah, that was it was fantastic. And I'll say this: if anyone did follow my picks and ended up waiting till like about game time to make picks you hit the over on the bills and the Colts because i think it closed at 49 and a half so you hit it over boom hopefully you didn't wait to bet the bucks and washington football team game because that game ended at uh close at minus nine and a half i think so look at that two sides of the uh, bet early line spectrum right there and jez i believe you did the sharp thing you bought a half a point in the bills colts over under didn't you I did. I did cash a uh, early in the week, right after I believe you made the pick. I cashed a uh, f- over fifty point five, so that's mm-hmm. a cash on my side. Foresight, just the absolute sharpness to get that half a point because it made a difference. I, I was like fifty one. I don't really care about the half a point. Like it's 50, it's not gonna stop at fifty one. It stopped at fifty one. <laughs> it really did it. So with that, those picks are in. It was a what is that four six and two week. Not the best. Two pushers could have made it a bit of better a week if they, they went the other way. It could have been worse if they went the wrong way. So we'll take the four, six, and two. We'll move on to the divisional round. We have four games, and we're still making three picks each because we're wild like that. There's totals to bet. There's spreads to bet. There's first halves. There's player props. 
there's a lot to do. I wanted to cut the picks down, and these guys said, Log, no, no. What is wrong with you? The people are wanting three picks each. They want 12 picks. Why do you want to cut it down? And I said, I'm an idiot. Why would I do this to us? So we're making three picks. Nate, what is your first pick of the divisional round? So I got a little creative with, uh, with my picks this week, and I'm feeling really, really good about it. And I'm actually having a hard time picking my pound town lock of the week because I like all of my picks that much. Um, but I'm going to start with one that's kind of not sexy and not fun, but um, I think it's going to be uh, a pretty solid pick for the week. I'm looking at uh, that Green Bay uh, LA Rams game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick under 27 team total for the Packers. And I know that the Packers offense has been pretty high powered. And I know they've got some tools that, that are going to give the Rams fits, but Jalen Ramsey, um, he's going to have, He's going to give Devonte Adams all he can all he can have. Um, I, I still like Devonte to have a decent game, but I don't think he's going to have one of those games where it's like ten catches, hundred and ninety yards, two touchdowns. I think he'll probably get into the end zone once. Um, but the Rams are allowing the lowest in yards per carry, the fewest receiving touchdowns. Um, there's going to be a little bit of weather there, some wind. I don't think the kicking game is going to be real strong. So I like a low scoring game. I thought about taking the under for the whole game, but I'm just going to take. Green Bay Packers under 27 team total. Under 27 team total for Niz on the first pick. Jez, where are you going, man? I'm kind of piggybacking off Nate's idea here. Um, I do think Jalen Ramsey is going to give Devontae Adams fits. Um, I think he's still going to have a decent game, like maybe 70, uh, seven catches, 70 yards, maybe a touchdown. Um, but I'm going old reliable number two, Aaron Jones over three and a half receptions. I think Aaron Rodgers drops back. There's nothing there. Maybe they run a few design screen plays. Um, I think Aaron Jones gets over, you know, maybe five or six receptions this game. Are you just trying to, like, build that that Najee Harris uh, mojo from the Natty and bring it over into the divisional round with that three-and-a-half number? Yes. Najee. Right. Yeah, Najee. Bay Area represent. All right. My pick. I've been bouncing back and forth between a couple here. The team total in LA Rams and Green Bay, that seems like kind of like the same thing last week where it was Rams and Seahawks, and we thought it was kind of a trap, and it went over kind of easily, right? Like it actually got there pretty pretty easily. But here's where I'm going to go. I'm going player prop, all that jazz, and I'm going to the Browns and Chiefs game, and I'm going to take Nick Chubb, over 65 and a half rushing yards on the player prop. You motherfucker. It looks like I might have stolen a pick there. The Browns and Chiefs have the biggest O-line, D-line mismatch left in the divisional rounds. We just saw Nick Chubb run for 76 yards against the Steelers defense, which is supposed to be pretty good up front. We know that the Chiefs can actually get beat on the ground a little bit. We saw it when I picked the Chiefs a few weeks back to beat uh, the Denver Broncos by more than 14 points. And what, what did the Broncos do? They took the air out of the ball, and they just ran it down the Chiefs' throat and kept the game close. I think Melvin Gordon had something close to 150 rushing yards or something like that. So the Chiefs, that's one place they can get beat is on the ground. I know Chris Jones is a prolific pass rusher, but I do believe a lot of teams that pass rush really well don't necessarily uh, stop the run well in the same way. 
And I, Nick Chubb is just an absolute baller. If it wasn't for Kareem Hunt, he'd be setting records. He'd be leading the league in literally everything. And even with him, even with Kareem Hunt around, he's still doing it. He's an absolute beast with the ball. And I think the Browns would be smart to run the ball. I don't think they really changed their their strategy when they're up or down. I think they're still going to run the ball a ton with Nick Chubb. He's going to get out some big plays and uh, going to keep the Browns in the game. So give me Nick Chubb over 67 and a half rushing yards on Sunday. Sunday? I think so. Sunday. I can't and uh, I know Ange is not here. Oh, oh. Are we getting a call? Uh, here we go. Oh, I think we got something here. here. Oh, hello. This is Tough Pod. Uh, hello. Oh, it, it, it is Ange, is that you, man? Are you calling in for your picks? Yeah, I thought maybe I would just throw some picks out there. I know I can't be with you guys. And I really wish I could be, but I'm at my dad's for dinner. Hey, Ange, I'm, I'm glad you joined us, man. Why don't, why don't you just drop your picks on us and get back to get out of the bathroom and get back to dinner, man? Okay. Well, first. How about them Ravens? They looked so good against my those Tennessee Titans. I like titties. Um, anyway, I think this week, <laughs> this week, Lamar is going to take out the Bills. So give me those Ravens plus two and a half. Um, I heard you guys were talking about the Rams game, and I think those guys are pretty tough. So give me Rams plus seven, and I'm not messing around. When I say the Browns and the Chiefs, I don't even know what that was. But the Browns and the Chiefs are going over 57, hopefully like 69 or something. Nice. <laughs> anyway, guys, got to get back to dinner. See you later. And thank you so much for bringing those picks. Uh, I love the score prediction, the very nice score prediction between the Browns and the Chiefs. That's an over 57 points, hoping for an absolute shootout between the Browns and the Chiefs there. And then I was also Rams plus seven. And then you also had, or Ange also had them Ravens plus, we've had two and a half plus two and a half there. So lock those in for Ange. Hope his voice is okay. It's a little froggy there. Hope he's enjoying a nice dinner. Let's move on, Niz. What's your second pick, man? Okay, so I am absolutely shook that you took the Nick Chubb pick. Like, I fucking, I saw that today um, on the site. I bet it instantly, and I was like, if the if the Browns have any hope to win this game, they need to control the time mm-hmm. of possession. They need to get after it and fucking hold on to the ball. Um, here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna go with, and I am fully on the fly here because. I actually really like the third one that I have as my um, as my lock of the week. I am going to go to that same game, and I'm going to say um, I'm looking at the first half numbers again, and we, we're looking at 28 and a half for the total for the Browns and Chiefs. And I know Ange was kind enough to call in, and he's got the the over for the game at 57. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, and I think if the Browns have anything. Um, to do with with the game tempo they're going to keep the ball on the ground uh they're going to attack that that chiefs uh offensive line that's allowing four and a half yards per carry this season um and we're going to see a lot of cream hunt and we're going to see a lot of nick chubb and the game might get out of hand second half but i'm going to go with uh under 28 and a half for the, the total for the first half of that game under 28 and a half that's kind of i'm kind of leaning with you like 
too bad Andrews isn't here to kind of stake his claim and tell us like why he thinks it's going over. Cause I think the Browns are going to try and take the air out of the ball. Every team that plays the chiefs, they're so hard to beat. The, the one way you can beat them is keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Right. And what better team to do it than the Cleveland Browns have one of the better O-lines in the league at, at help at rushing the ball Two two great running backs. Yeah. At rushing the ball. So the, their strategy should be, and this is this is the assumption of rational coaching, which doesn't actually apply to everybody because coaches can be donkeys. <laughs> but Cub running the ball, Kareem Hunt running the ball, and the Browns just taking the air out of the ball and taking up as much clock as possible, keeping Mahomes off the field. But again, that works in theory. But Patrick Mahomes is more than a theory. He's a proven absolute game breaker. So we'll see what happens on that yeah. one. But I like that pick. Yes. Player prop. Spread, total, team total, second it half is, bet. It is a team total. It's a little sharp, maybe a little spicy. Oh, it is piggybacking off how, multiple. How many, picks. How, how many? How many jalapenos on the spicy scale out of five? Ah, I don't know, maybe nine and a half. Out of out five? five. <laughs> oh, out of five? Excuse me, it's not that spicy. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. I okay. thought it was <laughs> two and a half. So it's going to be uh, Chiefs under. 34 and a half team total. Oh. Like you guys have been talking about, I think the Browns are going to just hand the ball off the whole game. They're going to hand it off to Chubb. They're going to hand it off to Kareem Hunt. They're going to throw little short, you know, passes, screens, slants. Uh, like I said, they're going to try to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. I think actually their defense is a little underrated. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is absolute garbage. He needs to retire. Um Ooh. I hate betting against Andy Reid and his offense, but uh, 34, and a half, 34 is a lot of points. It's a lot of points, and I think they stay under. Maybe, you know, they probably win, I don't know, 28, 17, 28, 21. Ooh, thinking an, old, an under on the whole game too, huh? Hey, yes, I kind sir. of agree. I kind of agree with you. I don't want to besmirch uh, Andrew for the third time besmirch. in this pod, but I feel like everybody's looking at this Browns game and – like it was just kind of fluky last week. I mean, the Browns were playing this soft, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like prevent defense essentially the whole game after the first quarter when they went out 28 zip. So I don't think the Steelers get anywhere near 37 if they're not kind of just letting them have those short passes. And yeah, the Browns, like we've said it uh, several times, they're going to run the ball. The clock's going to be running. And if they have, if they're able to get a few first downs, I think 34 becomes real hard. And 57, I think, seems, seems, very high, but I think a lot of the public is going to just pound the over because of what the Browns just did to the Steelers. Is Andrew ever going to come back on this pod after listening to this episode? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to be on your pod anymore, guys. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I absolutely respect it. I know he's got a lot going on today, so yeah. you know maybe he kind of phoned in these picks, literally phoned in these picks, and, yeah. uh, and you know maybe he he might. Uh, change his tone once we once he hears how sharp we are maybe we can say some nice things about him later if we, if we feel like it i don't know we'll see maybe we'll so see. we'll see what i'm going is i'm going to the tampa bay new orleans game and i'm actually paying no mind to the spread buccaneers money line that's my pick Ooh. this has no stats to back it up nothing at all i i've been riding the buccaneers bandwagon all year, and I don't think that's going to end this week. I think Brady has one more dream run in him to the Super Bowl, and I don't think New Orleans is stopping him. You can take the three if you're not feeling super confident, you think it's going to be a, a close game to lose by a game-winning field goal, I will Lutz or something at the end of the game, go ahead. But give me the Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers and Tom Brady money line. I think they're, they're peaking. They're playing very well. Their defense, which was one of the better defenses in the league early in the season, is starting to come back around and play a lot better. And Drew Brees nowadays isn't that hard to stop. He really isn't. The running game is what you really need to worry about. Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas is back, but Drew Brees isn't force-feeding him targets. He's going everywhere else, and I think if the less you keep it out of Michael Thomas's hands, the better. Emmanuel Sanders is a reliable run, wide receiver, but hey, give me the bucks. Money line. No spread. Are you not worried about the, what, what was it, 38 to 3, the Thursday night or Monday night, whatever game that was? Are we not worried about that at all? No, not worried. Not worried about Tom Brady in the playoffs. I, I'm riding the Bucks. I, I, it's the gut thing. I, I told myself I need to follow my gut a little more when it comes to sports and less on the, on the numbers. And this one, I, I just feel it right under the, right under the chest, right under the sternum, right below the titties, you know, it's right there in that, in that magic spot in the, in the torso. The that's where I'm feeling it. Yeah. The, the, the solar plexus. That's where I'm feeling it. And I'm, I'm going with it. You know, are you, would you are you, would you, are you, would you certain recommend? that you don't have gas? I always have gas. So okay. Be well, uh, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> would you recommend holding off on making this bet uh, closer to game time to see if maybe the line moves to three and a half for the Bucks? Money line. I understand that, but if you money. don't want to go money line, no, take the three. If I think money line, then I think they're gonna cover three. If you want to wait, you're also risking it going the other way too and getting two and a half, and then you've lost the three. You know, so. Uh, I like three. You take, I'll take. I'll have. I'll have the plus three, but I'll also have the money line as well. So that's where I'm going with it. Nate, you missed pound town for one week. We've got mm-hmm. a precarious email from a uh, employee of pound town. Sounds like she wants you to stay. What's it going to take for you to stay there? I don't know. I, should we, should we address this right now before the pound yes. town locks? Would you like to, I think, it's a, I think it's a fair time to do it. Okay. So, you know, we, we sent a tweet out today. We were asking for tough questions uh, for the pod this evening and, uh, you know, we got a couple from the, the Tough League folks, um, but then we received this mysterious email from a Victoria PT. Um, I'd like to take a second and just say, listeners, it's not us. We are not, we are not. Yeah, this is, this is not a shit here. We didn't here. do this. this. Is, <laughs> we yeah. didn't do this. We are, it is a mystery. We don't know what the fuck is going on. We got a, a question from Victoria PT, and I'm just going to read it out loud here. It says, question. Hi, boys. Not that I'm saying I'm tired of seeing Nate, but I was wondering why the rest of you don't visit as often. If my ledger is correct, Nate has been there the same amount of times as you other three combined. Is that right? Earn, that's my girl right there. Anyway, he's starting to get a little attached and handsy, guilty. Uh, So if I had other men to take care of, that'd be great. That'd be a great help to me. Please come, (laughs) C-U-M. This is Victoria. What the Fuck. <laughs> Who did this? this? Who did this? This, <laughs> this stick is this, this whole bit has has gone has just like developed into something real apparently because this is I promise you that no one on the pod did this. We all no one's took claim to it. This this came organically from someone, a tough manager, a listener, whatever it is. Hell, don't even come out. I don't, I don't know if I ever want to know. Maybe it is a Victoria. Maybe it, maybe we're we're really making Pound Town real. This is it's crazy. I am I'm shocked. Um, Do we have any guesses at who it might be? I have no idea. It's like perfect English. It's very. I don't, well, that's why I don't. I don't think it's sauce because the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know. 
Um, no, Kelly very... was pretty quiet on the, the tough questions. She usually comes pretty good with the tough questions. I mean, she yeah. already thought that she did her job and, and did this. Was there was there a made up email too? the actual uh, uh, email? Let me see. Yeah, they went all the way to create the email Vicky, too. Vicky from PT at gmail.com. Oh my Who is doing this? <laughs> that's amazing. I, I love that. Dedicated <laughs> listeners, whoever did that's freaking hilarious. I yeah, like this is clear. This is just this imaginary woman that I created in passing and has been a running joke. <laughs> and now she's real. We have willed her into existence like some kind of weird, like 80s movie that we just but. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, you know what, thanks for writing Victoria, whoever the hell you are, I have no clue, uh, but, uh, it's fun. It's, it's interesting. Well, thank you, Victoria, for, for the interest and for listening for some reason. I'm there with you this week. Nate didn't want me to have anything to do with you because he's again, top of the tower and I'm a peasant of pound town, but the plan is for all of us to get there at all time. We haven't got, we all got there at the same time yet. It's happening. One of these days we'll get there. Yeah, I don't, we'll get there. I don't think we... I don't think we have. Oh, what a shame. Let's do it this I, week, huh? I was going to say, I guess I have to make a pick now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Get us started, um, man. So this is actually a bet that I haven't done before. I've seen on the site and I'm sure most betting sites have it. Um, and it's actually coming in at, at plus 150 odds. So, you know, a little splash and you're, you're in a good spot. But um, it's there's a bet called Big Win, Little Win. And you can bet teams to win uh each side to win by one to 13 or 14 or more um so you're kind of taking the spread and kind of throwing it out the window so um i'm actually going to go to that same new orleans tampa bay game and this is going to be a little awkward um i'm going to take little win by the new orleans saints so they have to win by between one and 13 points and if they do that's a plus 150 hit so give me the saints by like seven to 10 and we'll call it good. We'll say uh, 31, 21 saints. Cash it, baby. Plus 150? Plus 150 on that. Is there any other any other catch to it? Just win by one to 13? Win by one to 13. Yeah, it's got to be within that window. So you got a 12-point range there. It felt pretty good to me, you know? It felt yeah. like... And it's the, it's the lowest odds of any of them. So I think you can bet Tampa to win by one to 13. It's like plus 200. So, uh, hmm. you know, that, that might be a bet for you if you're, if you're feeling them, but uh, yeah, it felt, felt a little too good to be true, but all the bets are there and there's no catch to it. Well, Nate, I guess I won't be seeing you in pound town next week. Oh, I guess. Oh, wait, are you, are you bringing a PT lock? That's different, or was that your PT lock? I no, I mean I have I have the Bucks plus three, which means your pick, your pound pound pick is wrong. So I know you're not going to be. I might not be there. Oh, okay. I know yours is wrong. All right, <laughs> all right, hang on. Can we go? Can we go another live bet here? Yeah, let's do it. You want to go? Do you you want to just go money line, or do you want you want three points? No, I'll take them straight up. That's my pick. I'm not. I'm not bitching off that. If I get, okay. if I took the three points, just kick me off the pod. Okay. Give me the All bucks. Right. Give me the bucks against the Saints straight up. You want the Saints side? I'll take the Bucks side. That's it. But if they don't win by one to thirteen, it's a wash. I'm just kidding. No, you get, yeah. you get the Saints. <laughs> I get the Bucks. Okay. How much you want to put on it? How many? How many large? Twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight thousand dollars. You heard it here. Yeah. Let's do it. Twenty. 
eight dollars. Yeah. Live bet log has the Bucks, Miz has the Saints. Spread notwithstanding, little bet notwithstanding. Let's make it happen. Jess, what do you got this week for Pound Town? You haven't been there in a while. I haven't. It's been a week, two weeks. I'm not I sure. I do this research before the pod and figure out exactly I think what I'm trying to say. It's been about three weeks. It's been about three weeks. Um, and you don't got your boy Mitch to rely on. so No, no more bears. So I'm, I'm going with the team that was able to stop the monster that is Derrick Henry. They held Derrick Henry to 2.2 yards per carry. So I'm going pound town lock of the week, Devin Singletary under 42 and a half yards. Whoa. I think the Bills are going. They're not. They're not going to run the ball at all. And if they do run the ball, it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, the the Ravens' run defense looked incredible, and there's no way Devin Singletary will reach that number. Not worried about Zach Moss being out. No, not at all. They don't run the ball anyway. I like that pick. Actually, it seems like pretty high. I know they're probably adding in a little more yards because Zach Moss is out. Right. But they don't hand the ball off like ever. No, they don't. They don't really oh, like to. Yeah, let's stay in that game. I like it. And I want to go pound town lock of the week. And I'm staying with them Buffalo Bills. And I'm hoping not to push this week because I want the the game total of the Bills and the Ravens to go over 49 and a half. And I think the other games that were the other picks that were made by Tough League kind of go hand in hand with this pick as well. Because if Devin Singletary is not rushing the ball, not getting that, that total, that means the Bills are passing it. That means they're scoring points. That means the Ravens are passing or scoring points. And that means I think if the Ravens end up covering plus two and a half, it's a high scoring game. They're not keeping the Bills down. I said it last week, the Bills and Josh Allen are matchup proof. They're going to yep. score points no matter what. And the Ravens, I, I want to call them matchup proof because Lamar Jackson can get beat if you force him to pass a little too much but with his feet. He is running with the utmost confidence right now, and I think that's not going to change against the Bills. Sis, listen up. Sis and Chone, listen. The Bills' defense is bad. It is not good. Tredavious White is your only good player on the defensive end side, okay? So stop giving me crap about it. You watched it last week. You've watched it the last 6, 8, 16, 17 weeks. They're bad, okay? And the Ravens' offense is good. Lamar Jackson is good. 49 and a half. Soft. Give me the over. It is going to be both teams in the 30s. It is going to be the winning team. I don't know who's going to win. I'm making a pick there. It's going to have 42. Okay. It could be like a 42-34 kind of, kind of game. It's going to be so – uh, give, give me that over. There, I believe, in, uh, in Buffalo. So you're going to have to – Gonna have to fight fight the elements. I don't think it's supposed to be too crazy, but um, there might be some flurries that you got to worry about. I didn't think about it. Second week in a row, I made an overpick on the Bills and didn't think about the weather <laughs> once. I need to do more research, but yeah. I don't care. As long as it's not snowing, as long as the wind isn't over 15 miles per hour, I like yeah. the over on this 49 and a half. And you're, so basically, you're telling me same game situation, same city they're playing, and that Tennessee's offense is going to produce more than Baltimore's offense because we had 51 last week when it was Tennessee, and now we have Baltimore. I know Baltimore's defense is better than Tennessee's, but Baltimore's offense is better than Tennessee's as well. I have pulled up the forecast. And Give it to I'm us. not sure you're going to be too happy. <laughs> for Saturday night, it's calling for 33 degrees and 68% chance of snow. And not cold enough, it's not going to stick. <laughs> oh, because you're such a snow expert. He's a big snow guy. But well, then, hey, 32 degrees is what creates snow, right? So if it's barely that, it, it can't stick because it's not cold enough. It's going to melt. What do we got That's for science. Sunday? What do we got for what do we got for Saturday or Saturday? 
Uh, yeah, it's oh, a Saturday night game. Oh, I Saturday think. night, you said. Okay, my bad. Yeah, my yeah. bad. I don't care. You know, know what? A little flurry, little flurry. It's gonna be beautiful. I, I get this weird feeling, and I feel like I'm shitting on Andrew's pick again. But I get this feeling that the, the Ravens played their Super Bowl last last week. I think they wanted revenge mm. um, over the Titans after last year and in the middle of the season. Um, I think they they targeted Derek Derek Henry. Obviously, they wanted to take him out of the game plan. I just don't. I don't know. I think Josh Allen is another beast. I think I think the Bills are going to handle this game. Um, I'm not making a pick here. I'm just I'm just talking. So you're going um, let down narrative. Yeah, I just think for the defense especially, I think the Ravens defense is going to come out a little bit flatter. I think you have Lamar Jackson, so your offense can always be on. But I think we're going to see the, the Ravens give up some points. So basically, I'm just saying I like the, I like the overpick. Yes, listen to me. The Colts defense is better than the Ravens defense. <laughs> and no, it's not. And the Bills scored 27 and they should have scored way more as you know against the Colts defense right and it's gonna just be it's gonna go wild man it's going crazy I know you guys some got some good play got, got some Jimmy Smith and uh and or whom I'm missing someone else someone else on Baltimore um Ed Reed. The, the ramp yeah nope. yeah Ed nope. Reed, that's it <laughs> nope. um Marcus Ed, Peters Marcus Peters he's put the Rams yeah. there you go um I that's who it is pretty pretty good secondaries but again Josh Allen doesn't just, I mean, Stefan Diggs, matchup proof. Josh Allen, matchup proof. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. This game's he going likes, crazy. He likes the over, gentlemen. General, ladies and gentlemen, he likes the over. This game's going crazy. I just like calling people. Who else can I, what other picks? Who else can I call out this week? I'm glad I called out Tone. I called out Sid. I called out Jez. Who else can I call out? Come on. Very confrontational. And I, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't called you out yet. I don't think I'll, I'll leave you to it. I'll, I like your plus two and a half pick kind of a little bit, but I don't, I just, betting against the Bills has not worked. So I'm just taking the team total. I don't care who wins. Uh, any final thoughts on divisional round, guys? <laughs> Anybody else you want to call out? This is this is this is the, this is the time. This is the pod for it. I want to call out Talk Nate. I'd, I'd actually like to make a side bet, Nate. I think. Oh, oh I think it's Ange actually. Um, but I actually like I like the Packers minus seven and the over team total of twenty six and a half. Oh, I do. Uh, a little side bet, maybe a little, maybe maybe twenty seven dollars. I like that. that. That's Let's the number. That. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah, the over yeah. on that. All right, hang on. What what number exactly are you going with? Because I have uh, I looked it up on DraftKings Sportsbook. It was twenty six and a half. All right, twenty six and a half, and I'm taking the under. Correct. And we're going twenty seven dollars on that. Yes. All right. I'm in, baby. We're getting paid. Oh, I'm, I'm loving. This is a spicy pod this week, guys. Yeah. This is like this is like a ghost pepper on the scale. Yeah. People getting people. That. We're losing. We're gonna lose listeners over this. People are getting called out. And and not here to defend himself. Yeah. Sizz and Chone just Chone is his first call out of the of the pod. Yep. Sizz with her her weekly batching. <laughs> can and I? Course, uh, yeah. Can I throw just one one quick question out? Has your Super Bowl pick changed after that first week of games? Anything you see really like strike the fear into or or get one team on your radar that wasn't there? I don't think so. Well, I put um, – I believe I sent to the chat, I put $50 on the Packers to win the Super Bowl, 50 to win 210. Let's go. That's I think that's team. a great bet. That's my team. I got to get by Tampa Bay, though. Easy. Easy money. <laughs> I still like the Bills. I mean, Bills played probably the, one of the better defenses left in the, in the playoffs. Like, they're not going to play a better defense until 
unless the Rams make the Super Bowl and the Bills make the Super Bowl. That's not happening. The Rams side, Bills might make it. They got to beat the Chiefs, which is going to be difficult. But I still like the Bills. Who'd you, who'd you pick? We made you pick fourth, Nate. Who'd you pick <laughs> when, when you picked your, your – oh, it was the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, and Seahawks, yeah. So, I mean – So, has no, your pick was, changed or not? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I was rolling Packers too, but that was chosen before me. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the Rams really show that they're a team that their defense is so stout that they're a little scary. Um, I, I just don't think they have the offense for it. Even with Jared Goff, I don't care who their quarterback is. Like, it's just not, it's not the business. So, um, yeah, I mean, if I have to switch to another team, I guess I'm going Packers now, but my, my, my Seahawks now that doesn't sound right. I hate the Seahawks. I'd like, I'd like to say the whole world needs a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, AFC championship. God, and, we the need whole, that. Yep. and the whole world needs Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Can everybody agree with that? Yeah. The NFL, yeah, the NFL is like creaming in their shorts at the potential of that happening. And then Aaron Rodgers beats out Mahomes for the MVP, calling it. Yeah. The NFL is pre-creamed already at the thought of that potentially happening. Yeah. (laughs) The Rams have actually really shown me something too. Like I've been very anti-Rams. I think Jared Goff is just horrendous, like absolutely awful. But that defense, man, that's a defense that can that will carries you to a championship it's like a trent dilfer winning a super bowl style (laughs) winning a championship and it could happen i just i don't think trent dilfer played uh patrick mahomes you know so (laughs) that's gonna be tough to do different different completely different nfl but the rams defense is they've gotten better as the year has gone on too healthy aaron donald's gonna be fine right he left the game a little early with a little ankle he's gonna be all right yeah i think he's supposed to play what was it just his rib. His rib. His rib. Oh, okay. My bad. I think it's someone else. I had an ankle. I can't remember who it was now. But Zach Moss. yeah, I saw him walking off. Oh, and Cooper Cup left a little early too. But they they're gonna get. They, no one hit hit him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's all about the defense. Um. All right. Another, another final thoughts. Divisional rounds. What do you guys think? That's it. We hit on it. No one else. You guys want to call out? We can move on. Gene isn't that cool. You heard it here, Gene. Unbelievable. <laughs> Called out. We haven't had a gene mentioned in a couple of weeks, I feel like. So there it is. <laughs> oh, uh, happy birthday, Anna, uh, Mrs. Jean. I uh, believe, yep. believe yep. it's uh, her birthday today. We, we, we do love her. Um, Jean is fine, but he's, <laughs> he's uh, good people. Yeah, Anna's pretty cool. Yeah, happy birthday, Anna. All right, let's go. Let's move on to some tough questions. Everyone's favorite segment in all of podcast history, tough questions. And the first question this is a toughly related one. Give us a little insight to how the managers have worked in the past. So, Niz, I'll start with you. Jess, I'll go to you next. So, who was your most memorable pickup? Steal, trade, throughout your tough league history. And also, tell us your biggest roster regret in tough league history. Nate, what do you think? Well, you know, as such an accomplished GM, I feel like there's a lot to wade through, okay. a lot of success to okay. wade through. I've just – I've. I picked up a lot of great players along the way. Um, you know, our, our initial rookie draft, I picked up uh, Carl Anthony Towns. I actually traded up uh, with Brandon to get Carl Anthony Towns in the rookie draft. Got um, that worked out pretty well for me. Um, I, I was having trouble tracking down trades, but I do know that I, I stole uh, Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. away from, from Sauce. Um, I believe I had to give up DeGrom, but they're like 10 years younger and not a big deal. Um, I was looking at some of my 
my draft steals, and I'd like to run you through uh, the 2018 Mega Draft first round. Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> Alex started it off with Aaron Rodgers, who's fine, but, you know, he's a quarterback. Um, Brady picked Bradley Beal second. Great pick. Um, he picked Brian Dozier third. Okay. Oh, who Five did? Yucky. <laughs> he did. Oh my! Uh, I think he had just come off like a forty-eight home run year or something like that. But, but he was still like thirty something, wasn't he? Yeah, not a, <laughs> yeah, not a good God, pick. He, can't um, wait to hear his, his justification for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Andrew went Kenley Jansen fourth, who was coming off a great year again, but he kind of fell off after that. Marty, uh, RIP, went fifth and Rip. selected uh, Devonte Freeman, who kind of fell off the radar after that. Uh, Sauce picked a injured Kristaps Porzingis, who you know. He's been good when he's healthy, but he hasn't really been healthy. Uh, Logue, do you remember who your pick was? Derek McKinnon. No. Oh, that Miguel, next, the next year. Miguel Cabrera, who is oh, very my. much in decline and has been for the last yeah. couple of years. Oh, God. Uh, I picked eighth, but I'm going to withhold that pick for a second. Gene picked Will Myers, who had a dud of a year. And Jesse picked Lamar Miller, who I don't even know where he <laughs> plays anymore. So... Not a real sexy first round, but Niz at the eighth spot selected Devontae Adams. Ever heard of him? Oh, God. Dang it. That's like the best pick by like very far, I think. Yeah. That and Bradley so, Beal. <laughs> he's going to be on the squad for, for a few more years, and, and I felt really, really good about that, so I wanted to flex that. How did he um, not get kept? He didn't really break out until that year. I just, I just Is that what it was? Yeah, he had like a decent year the year before. I think they still had... Oh, I don't know if they had Jordy Nelson, but the, he wasn't like the number one guy yet. And uh, yeah, I just got just got lucky. I don't know. Um, some of my my bad moves. I did trade Luka Doncic, so there's that. Oh, that's up, right. Yeah. I had a whole fuss about that when that happened. I ended up getting uh, Garrett Cole back, so I mean, like solid okay. there, but but still, he's probably going to be the best basketball player for the next ten years or so. Um, and I actually had Derek Henry at one point, and before he really turned it on, I traded him for. I, yeah, I believe I traded him to Jesse. I have no idea like who I got in that deal, but uh, it wasn't memorable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so those are my those are my two regrets. Um, but for the most part, I'm out here making moves, baby. Jesse, remember what you traded for Derrick Henry? I like remember that trade going down. I just can't remember the, the details. Yeah, no, I didn't find the um, I didn't find the info on the trade, so I couldn't. He wasn't he wasn't good. Like he wasn't doing well in the NFL for whatever it was his first or second year. And it was like maybe eight weeks into the season. And then I feel like we got like cold weather, just Derrick Henry, the second half of the yep. season. And I was like, well, I fucking just traded away one of the best running backs in the league. The Henber. Yeah. The Henber. Jez, what do you got for memorable steel trade throughout tough league history and your greatest roster regrets? They're all basketball actually. Um, and I had a hard time picking between the two of my biggest and most impactful picks or pickups or drafts or whatever. And the first one is going to be drafting Giannis onto the compo in the 12th round of the OG mega draft. I have had yep. him my whole career in tough. Um, he's brought me two championships and you, you just can't ask for more 12th round of a perennial MVP who has an MVP an absolute steal. And the second one is um, it kind of flew under the radar at the moment, but it was the 2018 rookie draft and it was the second round of the rookie draft and it was Trey Young. Mm. And absolute steal yeah, Trey Young. It was the 12th pick 
uh, second round, second pick. Um, they, you know, he, he's also, he's brought me, I, I think I won a championship when he was drafted. Um, and he's been a keeper ever since, uh, just, just two great picks. Um, I'm incredible good at fantasy basketball. Um, my biggest roster regret, another basketball pick. I did not. I, so this one's big and I look back on it and I can't believe I did it. Um, and this was when Brandon Ingram was on the Lakers. Um, I have always been a Brandon Ingram fan, but I kept Jimmy Butler over Brandon Ingram. So I could have my, my keepers for that year were Giannis, KD, Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler. And they could have been with Brandon Ingram. And I'd probably still have Brandon Ingram at this point. Um, but that, that's probably my biggest regret. Yeah, but keeping Jimmy Butts isn't like a bad yeah. thing, you know. It wasn't I mean, bad. No, it wasn't. I mean, wasn't. in five in five years, you'll probably be looking back and be like, oh, yeah, I wish we would have kept twenty one year old right. Brandon Ingram at the time. But um, yeah, no, no, no hate there. Uh, Log, you're yeah, looking I'm, at a screen yeah. there. Are you uh, you don't believe what I said? No, no, no. I'm, I'm looking for something for myself. I'm trying to find the right year that this happened in terms of my biggest my biggest steal in tough league history, and it was getting Patrick Mahomes in the rookie draft. So for right. all I don't know when we do, when we do, and there was a big huff. I remember I was walking, I don't know the time for this, right. I was walking home from work and there was a big huff about it because for you guys that don't know the rookie draft, when you add a rookie drafts, rookie in the draft, you actually have to drop someone as well. And those dropped players actually become draftable in the rookie draft itself. And usually it's like players that don't belong on teams anyways, typically, because it's like the end of the mega draft or like whatever it was. Um, and I was, I was very, after his one week 17 game where Patrick Mahomes just went off, uh, I was very, very high on him. And I saw later in, yeah, what, what year is that? 2018 mega draft. Oh, I had the yeah. right year. I just didn't scroll down far enough. So it came, so I thought, Jeff, when we do it like via messenger or whatever it is and just wait for everyone's turn, and some people take longer than others. So it's like when you're done in the rookie draft, you typically just like, okay, I'm done. Skip me when it gets to me. And I did that, but, I saw that he drafted Patrick or dropped Patrick Mahomes in order to draft carry on Johnson in the rookie draft. And I said, Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I don't want my turn to be skipped. Give me Patrick Mahomes. And then I think sauce came in or someone came in was trying to like, well, like, no, I actually, I wanted Patrick Mahomes, which I don't believe that he actually knew that he was available to be drafted until I made a pick and just wanted to get him. And he's been kept on my team ever since. And obviously we know who Patrick Mahomes is and I got him for basically free in the rookie draft. So that's my biggest yeah. deal by far. Pretty, pretty wild to think about how that went down. And like, I mean, none of us really thought too much about it. We we're like, all right, well, just let, let Logue have his random quarterback. I mean, we all know who Patrick Mahomes was. We just didn't know what he could be. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. he dropped or he dropped him to pick up carry on Johnson is pretty comical. <laughs> so. I'll take that. Thank you T appreciate that one. And then my biggest regret, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a regret and this is, uh, going to be kind of sad, but uh, I had Jose Fernandez on my early uh, fantasy baseball teams, and he was just an absolute lights out pitcher, one of the funnest players, pitchers to watch in all of baseball, potentially in all of sports. And unfortunately, he did pass away after the 2016 or 16, what, 26, 2017 17. season. Um, so RIP to Jose Fernandez. Uh, not a re- not a regret at all. Just uh, just kind of sad to see that actually happen. Um, and obviously his life is bigger than fantasy sports, but, uh, he was a great pitcher and wish he could have been around to pitch for many, many more years. Cause he'd have been the best. That, the, that video where Tulo hits the, the line drive and God, Fernandez, yeah. isn't that, just like that? 
the best like baseball moment ever it is it is the joy and the laughter is like so funny but how about d gordon batting left-handed and then hitting the home run after and crying around in the bases and everything just everyone wearing his number i am too it's just like dude yeah d gordon could keep it together for like multiple games like he couldn't do it that was a sports moment right there d gordon the smallest guy on the squad just fucking belts one out honestly i think jose fernandez is one of the most impactful deaths um, that hit me besides Kobe that really, really messed me up for a couple weeks. Yeah, that was rough. That was really, really bad. Yeah, and he was, he was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, and he batted right. He like took the first pitch right-handed too right. in honor of Jose Fernandez and then turned around and hit the home run. Like, that's just nuts, dude. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll try and get away from the somberness uh, here and move on to the next question. What, when Jez, we'll start with you, and then Nate will go to you, and then I'll go last. What movie have you seen in a certain amount of times and why? Pineapple Express. No reason why. <laughs> Absolutely one of the best comedies of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seth Rogen and um, I forgot his name. What's his name? The other guy. James Franco. James Franco. Just an, an incredible duo. I wish they did more movies together um, where they headlined. And it's just, uh, there's nothing to explain. Everyone's seen Pineapple Express and only the, uh, the highest of intelligence can find it funny. <laughs> I I don't know that I've watched that movie since I really like started smoking weed. So I feel like I need to go back and rewatch it oh, while you do. I and really really experience God. it because I feel like I, I enjoyed it while I was stone cold sober. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be an adventure. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> <laughs> great great pick though. Um, I I bounced around between a couple. Um, Wedding Crashers was a big one for me when I was in college. Old school, same kind of thing. Um, love Will Ferrell, but there's this one movie that always pops up that I always watch when it's on TV and it just happens to be on TV a lot. Um, a Knight's Tale, Heath Ledger. Nice. Uh, Gene would love that. I fucking love this movie. I have seen it so many times. Um, very British, very old timey, very silly kind of throughout. Um, but it's about like jousting and sword fighting. Like what dude does not love <laughs> that? Um, I've never seen it. Are you kidding me? No, I've never seen it. We have to have like a tough league movie night. What the hell? It's on. I've also, I've it's, also never seen it. Oh my god! It's it's on TNT right now. I guarantee it. Like I, I don't know the <laughs> list. On but so I often. Oh my god! It's on so much. You guys have to watch it. It's not like an incredible movie by any standards, but it's like a perfect movie to just turn on and not yeah. pay attention to, and only like sort of watch. It's great. Um, Gene has been pitching it to me for years. Fucking hell! That shook me up because legitimately, I've I've. Every time it's on, I watch it and I just, it doesn't matter what part it is. I'm like, oh, it's that part. And then I'll just watch yeah. the last 37 minutes of it or whatever it is. Like, oh, I, I'm shook. You guys need to watch it. I'm going to put on a list. I got to see if I can get Katie to watch it. I'm definitely going to smoke in order to make it happen. Um, I, I'm surprised I'm the, I'm the only one going a Will Ferrell movie and I'm kind of bouncing between two. And it's uh, Talladega Nights about a Ricky Bobby and Step Brothers. Ooh. uh i've probably seen talladega the most just because of the sports draw to it as well it's it's funny there's no other reason than it's freaking hilarious saucer baron cohen uh, john c Riley, just an absolute hysterical cast uh just funny stuff and i have a t-shirt actually uh uh, uh talladega nights 
merchandise, movie merchandise t-shirt. And it's kind of like a, an old style NASCAR shirt on the back. It has like his car, Ricky Bobby. And it says, if, if you're not first, you're last on it. It's one of my favorite shirts to wear. Um, shout out one of vintage um, sponsors his podcast for all your vintage needs. One of vintage.com. O N E O F V I N T A G E.com. Um, but yeah, it's Talladega nights. <laughs> Shameless plug. And uh, there's, there's always one movie that I like, I don't like to st- to, to watch it. it comes on tv a lot and i like to watch it because i won't be able to stop and it was always and this was like maybe like seven eight years ago more but it was pursuit of happiness came on tv like a ton oh. and every time it was on i i'm like oh, i'll just watch it and I, I couldn't turn it off you can't turn off that movie it's unbelievable i yeah i've seen it maybe twice and i just it's just one of those movies it's so just emotional throughout that i'm just not ready for it uh yeah. I can't but it's a good it movie though, though. ever yeah <laughs> ever all right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, if you could go back in time and be present for one game slash match that did not involve one of, quote unquote, your teams, your home teams that you root for, which would it be? Uh, I'll start with this yeah. one. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have because I haven't really thought too much about this question. Um, I think I want to I go uh, maybe if we, do we get to know what we know now. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I would say, assume that you know what happens, but then like, once you're at the game, your mind is like white. So you get to experience yeah. it, but you know, you know, it's going to be an incredible game. Yeah. Um, give me Kobe's last game. Oh, that's a, that's a good pick. Yeah. Give me Kobe. Like for being a Warriors fan, I hate the Lakers all. And I've talked so much shit about Kobe in my life his death like really did shake me up. Like I could not cry when I thought about it for like the longest time. Um, and if I know that go back to his last game playing like and dropping 60 on like 60 shots or whatever it was like, just, I think you'd be able to really take it in and appreciate it more. So give me Kobe's last game. That's a great pull. You, you would be crying like a bitch though. Like, oh, I mean, everyone's I, like, what is wrong with this guy? Huge Kobe no. fan. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Oh, fuck. What do you think, Nate? You got a better one than me? Well, I don't want to say better, but like I didn't really—I should have thought about mine more. But what do you got? I—I uh, I remember being—I was 14, 15 years old when this game was happening, and um, I didn't have a, a stake in the game other than I was rooting against the Yankees. Um, but the 2004 ALCS Game Four, uh, um, where the game where they're down 3-0. Um, they're up in the ninth, they get Dave Roberts, uh, on base, he steals, they bring oh, yeah. him home and then, uh, big poppy, uh, the dinger in, uh, extra innings. I remember sitting in my mom's room, watching on this little TV and just being like enthralled by what was happening. Just, there was so much yeah. intensity. You know, that both these teams hated each other and the, the Red Sox were down three Oh, and then all of a sudden it was three one and you just got this feeling like, Oh shit happening. This was, this was supposed to be over, but now we're playing more baseball. And then when Poppy hit it, it was like, Oh shit, something might happen here. And I just thought that series obviously was historical and being at Fenway park for a moment like that would just be incredible. That's a good one. That that goosebumps, that big Poppy home run. I can watch that over and over again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where are you going, man? I'm actually sticking with baseball as a big baseball fan. Um, the stage that presents itself in a game like this in uh, 2001, we have uh, a game seven 
to decide the World Series. It is Yankees versus Diamondbacks. Man. It is the Sandman versus Luis Gonzalez. And it's the moment every child dreams of in their backyard. Base is loaded, base hit, wins you the World Series, and Luis Gonzalez does just that. Can you imagine being a brand-new Diamondbacks fan and walking it off against Uh Mariano Rivera? Just, I mean, in – off the top of my head, I can think of maybe just Joe Carter that has the hit to win a World Series. That's happened, what, a handful of times in history? Yeah. I mean, that that moment, I can't imagine just being a Diamondbacks fan and being at that game. It's not talked about enough. I think it's because it's it happened against Mariano Rivera and the Yankees. It's not talked about enough. No. Yeah. Because it was squeezed right between their dynasty of they won yeah. 98, 99, and 2000. Yeah. yeah. Gave Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling co-MVPs, I think. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'll give you one more. I think the person that scored that run, he hit a double right before Luis Gonzalez is Tony Womack. Tony Womack. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought so. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching that when, Jez, when you and I used to share a room back in uh, San Bruno. We were, we were watching that in the bedroom. I remember Tony Womack hitting that double and then Luis Gonzalez. If they were playing normal defense, that little blooper gets caught. Easily. easily. But, uh, but Tony Womack being a speedster on base and got to third base eventually, you had to play the defense in. And he had, like, I mean, Rivera did what he wanted to do, got it in on the hands of uh, Luis Gonzalez, but he muscled it over the defense and Derek Jeter couldn't jump high enough all yep. game. It was a trip. I had another one too. And, and I don't know if this is going to fall on deaf ears with you guys. Um, this is actually before I was like a really a big college football fan. Um, and I missed a lot of this game because I had a basketball game that, that night. Um, but the Rose Bowl uh, 2006. Yep, with, Rose, uh, I knew you were going to go yep. Vince Young, Young, Reggie Bush. Yep. Vince yep. Young, Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner. Like, I mean, just what a fucking game that was. Like, I remember we had a basketball game that night, but, like, everybody was was getting score updates. We're like, okay, what's the score? What's the score? There was 32 points in the fourth quarter of that game. Obviously, everybody knows how it ends. Nobody really was giving Texas a, a real chance in that game because USC had just the most incredible offense that has ever been in mm-hmm. – uh, college football until maybe this year but um just that game was nuts i've watched it on like espn classic and it's just it's the best that's actually a good one i'd like to bring that up on espn classic and watching myself i think logan we we were what 14 and 16 we i remember watching in the living room and you wanted usc to win i I wanted texas to win yeah i remember that i was like jumping on the couch (laughs) like Vince Young, like I was a Vince Young truther after that. Whoever yeah. a 16-year-old can be a truther of a quarterback coming out of college <laughs> could be. I didn't watch any college football, but like I wanted him to be good because I watched that game and I was like, this dude is so is legit. Yeah. He was he was before his time, probably. Yeah, that was a that was an epic game. And yeah. Vince Young, I think, had like 200 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the ground or something like that. It was just incredible. It was nuts. I don't know why I was watching that game and not watching like SpongeBob or something, but for some reason I was watching that. <laughs> it was like the game of the century. Like when that when that should happen, it was like these yeah. are the two titans of college football. So like I feel like people who didn't even follow the sport were like, all right, we should probably watch. And that was us. And probably the last college football game I watched for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um Great. That was, that was, that was actually good stuff. Good memory lane stuff there. I like it. So we're going to go to a, a kind of not quite a question, but I think T got inspired by TikTok of all places on this one and basically gave us a list of 60 players. And he wants us to lightning round, whether we think this sports player is a legend or not. Right. So basically I'm going to reel off 20, I think it's like 19 players for Niz and you basically tell me legend or no, is that basically the gist of it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to say legend or you're going to say no. 
is there going to be, should there be any form of like, uh, you know, explanation or anything like that? Or do we just go? And then maybe we can revisit a couple on the Yeah, on we the can revisit, okay. I think. I think the lightning run makes it fun because you need to sit there and you don't really know what, what names are coming, I don't think, anyway. But okay. um, yeah, let's roll through them. And if someone wants to think, uh, scream out an egregious answer and, and give a reason why, let's get there. So, okay. Nate, you ready? I'm Local ready. Chords, legend or no, ready in the, in the vocabulary? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Three, two, one. No more Garcia Parra. No. Phil Mickelson. Yes, legend. Tracy McGrady. Legend. Patrick Waugh. Legend. Megan Rapino. Legend. Tipper Jones. Uh, no. Yikes! Robert Ori. <laughs> no. Albert Bell. No. Pharrell Davis. Uh, yeah, legend. Tony Parker. No. Mitch Richmond. Uh, personally, yes, but no. Sean Marion. No. Manny Ginobili. Yeah, legend. Todd Helton. No. Jason Williams. <laughs> Fun one, but no. Larry Walker. No. Oh, Chris Weber. No. Austin La Hoya. Yeah, he's a legend. Vladimir Guerrero. No. Yikes. Oh my, you said no to three Hall of Famers, man. That's the end of the list. <laughs> Chip, all right. If I if I have to say what if I have to flip on one, I I, I will say Chipper is probably a legend. One of the I greatest just, switch hitters of all no, time. No, 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 the no, greatest no. switch hitter of all time. No, he just doesn't he doesn't like resonate to me as like a champion. I, I guess they won in like what ninety seven or something. All right, I, I I would like to switch my answer. I would say Chipper Jones is a is a legend. He is a first overall pick, great switch hitter, icon for the Braves. Played one career, one team for his whole career. So, you let me, first ballot Hall of Famer. The first ballot Hall of Famer. Let me let me. I would like to retract that. I'll say thank you. All right, Chipper, we'll give you the we'll give you the mole again. Thank you. thank you, Larry Walker and Vlad though, two Hall of Famers, man. Okay, Larry Walker played the bulk of his career in Colorado. A Rockies hitter shouldn't really be in the Hall of Fame. If I we're agree being honest. That. I agree with that. Uh, he ranked for the Expos too. He, I mean, he did. He's a good hitter, but play somewhere where it's not at altitude, and, and we'll see what happens. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm a Rocky truther, if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> he's a good player, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. What about Vlad, dude? Vlad should have been a first. I think he missed it barely his first year and got in the second year. Yeah, I don't know. Vlad's a legend. Like, he never Vlad's felt like legend. he. He never felt like he was a dominant player to me. Like he was, he's good. He's great. He oh, had a great arm. Expos years, dude. I would have to look at numbers, I guess. He just like he doesn't resonate for me. I think he's a he's an all time like notable player because of like his free swinging and just kind of like the way he looked like a I don't know like a chicken running around the base pass. Like yeah, he never he looked graceful. Yeah. I don't know. He was but, fast though. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about Vlad that doesn't say doesn't scream sports legend for me. So I'll give you, I'll give ah. you a team that you probably didn't think he played on. He played for Baltimore at the end of his career. Weird. I remember. There you yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jazz, you ready for this one? Let's also, Jason Williams. I don't know if I'd not a legend. We talking about there? No. White Ooh, chocolate. Oh, White chocolate. Oh, 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 Jason yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think I was thinking of the Giants pitcher for some reason, so I just oh, completely yeah, no. got off that. <laughs> All right, the hot take machine uh, is here. Let's go. Our right, startup the hot take <laughs> hot take machine. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Here we go. Yep. Sidney Crosby. Yes. Jorge Posada. No. Tim Tebow. No. Kenny Lofton. No. 
Venus Williams. Yes. Clayton Kershaw. Yes. Bob Bernquist. Yes. Joe Maurer. No. Fred Jackson. No. Wayne Rooney. Yes. Tony Gonzalez. Yes. Oh, come on. John Olerud. No. Donovan McNabb. No. Steve Kerr. No. Shannon Sharp. What was it? Shannon Sharp. No. CC Sabathia. No. Ricky Williams. No. Miguel Cabrera. Yes. Tough to please. That's the last Damn. one. Tough to please. Fred Jackson. What Fred Jackson are we thinking of? Are we talking about here? Fred Jackson isn't wasn't he the running back for like the Buffalo Bills for That's what while? I was thinking. Okay. That's what I was no, thinking. Definitely okay. not a legend. Yeah, how is how is he in that same list? That's that's not right. There's some weird ones. I, I, he made this list up, right? Uh I I don't know, actually. I, I'm not it's sure. Weird, it's list. a strange list. Bob Burns. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bob. <laughs> Bob Everyone Burns knows that name. If you if you're one. if you're into that, you're you know his name. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd I say yes on Bob Burnquist. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't really tell you like his accomplishments, but I know he was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and so yeah. probably, probably has some X Games yeah. awards. Let Steve me, Kern, let... no, huh? Steve Kern, I did didn't have like a legendary career. Legendary was... plays. One legendary play. He's got what six, seven total championships. Something like that. I, I was yeah. thinking as a player though. I just think as a figure, like he is. Yeah. Like when they go guy. into the basketball hall of fame, they talk about player and coach. Is he a legend or not? No. Right now. Still no. no? Gee, no. Tough to please. Tough to please. Uh, maybe I'm a little sensitive, but I didn't like your, uh, your hesitation with Tony Gonzalez. He's probably the best tight end of all time. Yeah. I, met him I, had at think, Huntington. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. I met him at Huntington beach. He was a very nice guy. He was cool. Um, and so then I said curls. Oh yeah. He's a great looking guy. <laughs> Um, and I will just say Tim Tebow, though, he made nothing of his professional career. He's a two-time BCS national champion. He won the Heisman trophy. I know he's probably not a legend in the sports world, but as far as college football goes, he is one of the goats. You are barking up the wrong tree. No. I know. I know. <laughs> What's that? That I guess wrong, the wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> All right. We saved some for myself as well. And Niz is going to lay those on me. I'm ready. Yep. I'm glad you got the idea to like let get me involved in this because it's just kind of fun. So let's get the yeah, last yeah, yeah. the last uh, twenty on here. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Legend or not? Here we go. Darren Sproles. No. Muggsy Bogues. No. Lance Armstrong. Legend. Chad Ochocinco. Legend. Okay. Chase Utley. Nah. Eli Manning. Legend. Andy Pettit. Legend. Carmelo Anthony. Legend. Devin Hester. God, fuck it, legend. Ben Wallace. Gary Sheffield. Legend. Al Gasol. Legend. Stephon Marbury. Nah. Sean Kemp. Legend. Jermaine O'Neal? No. <laughs> M. Hardaway. I want to, but no. 
Legendary crossover. Reggie Wayne. Nah. Corey Holt. Go pack, but no. Edgar and James. Nah. Antonio Gates. Legend. That's it. Ooh, you're, you're easier there for a second. Yeah, you were easier to please there than. Uh, I am. I am easy others. to please. Okay. Ocho Cinco is just for like funsies because he's he's a legend like post retirement. You know, like he just didn't give a fuck on the field, and now he like he goes out in restaurants and fucking tips people like crazy. He's a he's a big part of like I don't know if it's Action Network or Barstool, but he like is all about gambling. Just wants all the smoke in FIFA like all the time. Like he's a legend post retirement. I mean, I can respect that. I just, I'm not sure I'm willing to give him the legend status off that. The, the, the one that I, the one that I did have, I took issue with, I believe. Oh, Lance Armstrong. Fuck that guy. He's a legend though. Uh, dude, like I, he needs to go away. Like I, I have no sympathy for him. He's apparently a dick in real life. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over the Lance Armstrong thing. I think, I think he's a, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's just me. I went with his just his his accomplishments. He was also in dodgeball. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Legend. <laughs> he also has one testy or whatever it is. <laughs> he does. He does have one testy. Are there any karma though? <laughs> were there any uh, that we were we were upset about other than that? I really just wrote down uh, Lance Armstrong. I feel kind of bad about Corey Holt. I feel like Corey should... Holt was a stud, man. What about was... Reggie Wayne? Yeah, Reggie Wayne. Uh, I don't know. I'm not as like knowledgeable on Hall of Fame like uh, numbers for for yeah. football players, but it feels like Reggie Wayne and Tory Holder Hall of Famers. I don't well, know. I think Holt's in the Hall, isn't he? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just yeah. know that dude was him and Isaac Bruce were badass motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, for a while. Isaac Bruce, yeah. former Niner. What about yeah. what about Reggie Wayne? Didn't he have the receptions record before Michael Thomas broke it? That was uh, uh, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Ah, yeah. see, the same, same team, yeah. opposite sides. Those Colts, man, those, those Colts receivers. Yeah. Marvin Harrison, legend. Legend. Yeah. legend. Maybe not Reggie that Wayne. Dude, that dude was dope. Reggie um, Wayne, though, was in uh, an episode of Parks and Recreation, though, right? He was. That's right. Yeah. He was uh, with the neckbeard there, uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was looking Luck huge legend? in that episode. Andrew Luck legend? Nah. No, I want to say yeah, but no. I hope I want the Niners to sign him in the offseason. How about that? Oh, spicy! Well, not the retirement. Bring him back to the Bay Area. Bring him back to Santa Clara. I, I know this. I know this isn't a tough question, and it doesn't really fit the format of everything. But can we talk about this James Harden thing real quick? Oh God, sure. You want, you want to talk about Mark Henry? Why, <laughs> dude? Like I'm fucking. I hate. I don't know. I feel like I, I sound like an old timer when I say this, but I hate when players demand to be traded out of somewhere and then they show up to the training camp and they're 30 pounds overweight and then they get traded to a stellar team. Like, I hate that. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think the Rockets did pretty well in this trade. I think they got tons of draft capital and they got some good players. I wish they had held on to Jared Allen. I think he was like a big piece of that, oh, that like trade. Jared. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a homie, but, um, like Paris, a I lot just, too, man. I hate the fact that James Harden gets to go play with two superstars and is now going to be in contention for a, a title. I'm just it. all about just don't quit on your team. Yeah, like go yeah. go to the owner or go to the coach and be like, hey man, I'd like to be traded. I feel like um, my time has ended here. I'm going to give it all I got on the court, but don't quit on your team, man. Yeah. Why can this happen in basketball and no other sport? 
because they're drama queens. I, I, that's a good question, Logue. I'm not sure because it is. I mean, it does happen in other sports, but it does feel like it's a lot more prominent, like with like a because of a soft cap or whatever it is. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, does the players have something to do with it. There's fewer players, maybe, so the players are more valuable. I guess I, I don't know. Um, I think there's more iconic players in the NBA than any any other sport, so they're kind of like able yeah. to define their brand in a certain way. Uh, I don't know, but I just hate it. It doesn't help that I fucking do not like James Harden. But yeah, I don't either. It's it's not. I mean, no, like, did the Houston even do that good in the trade? They just they got, got picks. They got a bunch of picks. They got uh, what they got. Oladipo. They flipped Levert for Oladipo. Why did they have Karras and Oladipo too? Like, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It was it was all weird. It was it was strange. It felt like things just kept getting thrown into the trade. But I think ultimately the draft capital is going to give them some some room to do some things. Yeah. Um, and they're not totally decimated this year. I mean, they've got, um, what's his face? John Wall, John Wall. DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus which, Cousins. Yeah, so they've got some My players. Boy, Christian Wood? Christian Wood looks great. So but they're, they're all going to be late ones, though. Yeah. This one, this I, I, one mean, I don't understand. How do you make, how do you trade one of the top five players in the league and not get a young superstar back like Jared Allen? But some of their, uh, I think the, <laughs> the draft picks go into like 2027. So, by oh, that yeah, time, that might be bad. Yeah. The, by that time, the Nets could be shit again, and then they're right. just they're giving away like unprotected top three yeah. picks. So I saw I the, a lot of comparisons to like the what was it the KG Jason Terry I, uh, yeah, Boston yeah. trade where they like traded yeah. all these picks away and it just decimated them for so long. Or that it was the he I forget which which way it went, but yeah. um, got them got them to Boston, and then yeah, brutal. It yeah, just so it doesn't. I, I, I feel like know. it never really works out for a team to like trade a superstar like that or trade mm-hmm. for a superstar. Like it works maybe in the in the short term. I guess that's what they're going for. You have KD for a short period of time. Who knows what Kyrie's going to do? Just like two of my least favorite players in the whole league on the same team now, and like Kyrie. KD's one of my favorite players. Yeah, I hate Kyrie. I hate J- James Harden. Like that team's going to be hard to root for, and I want KD to succeed. Yeah, Kyrie just social distance point guard. Just no, <laughs> he's not going to show up. So something when someone was like uh, Kyrie trying to play, trying to uh, work from home in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing, and the thing is with Kyrie is like the early report that came out was like, okay, he's not playing, but he's doing so in protest of what you know went on at the Capitol yeah, building. Which is fine. He's not. But is he is he coming out and saying any of that? Is he like he hasn't said a word, about, right? Yeah, it's like say something if you're gonna. He's on like Zoom stand, calls during games. Yeah, if you're gonna stand for something, then that's awesome. Do do that. But just make it known what you're doing. He's just going to come back and say, hey, you guys, you know what? I ran out of sage and I couldn't find any. (laughs) He ran out of sage to burn before ball games. It's going to be a new injury designation is like sageless. Kyrie Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Brooklyn's going to be a mess. Here's maybe a hot take. It could be. Boxers, Warriors Boxers. Would struggle a little bit when KD came back, you know, and the Heat struggled a little bit when it was Bosch and Wade at first. It just takes yeah. so much time to get three of those kind of guys together and playing well. Bucks are still going to win the East this year. Hey, let's let's relax. I believe once that trade happened, <laughs> I went into our website and I bet that the Buck the Nets would win the Eastern Conference. I'm just I'm I'm just saying I, I you know I'm not rooting against you personally, Jez. I think it's you it's are. very it's very likely that they do win the East, but. Give me the bucks. That's all I'm saying. 
You know, we talked about when we did our NBA preview a couple of episodes ago, how it could be sharp to bet under on the Rockets in case James Harden gets traded. Yep. Are the Rockets that much worse? No. They beat they beat the Spurs on the road while we were while Spurs, we were potting. Spurs very good. Yeah. <laughs> Spurs are good. I wish they I wish they kept. I mean, Oladipo, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, uh, Pete, I mean, PJ Tucker probably going somewhere else. Like, it's Cousins. still not a horrible team. No, Marcus Cousins, John Wall. If John Wall is really a superstar that he was still after the injury, I don't know how he's been playing this year, but they could still be pretty decent. Yeah, I don't I think, think they drop off. Yeah. Too much. They're just going to play a different brand than they they've been playing. I think there's anxiety playing with a guy like James Harden too. You know, as a player, mm-hmm. like it, it makes people it makes players stiff, especially if you're not used to playing with him. Yeah, I wish they kept Karis though. Like that would have been way better for him. Oh, shit. I think we just got some breaking news that Robert yeah, Sala is going to be the Jets head coach. Yeah. yeah. Damn, man. I Baldy. like Robert Sala. Good for him, dude. Good for the Jets. Talk about one like coach in professional sports that I just would never want to like fuck with. Like, dude. No. I'll, punch, I'll punch some of these old guys in the face, but I am not even Give me Adam like... Gase and I'll deck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Solid to the jets. That's too bad. Same day that we got urban Meyer to the Jags. Um, oh, so gross. This is for you sauce. Uh, urban Meyer did not coach Justin Fields. He probably recruited him, but Justin Fields goes to the university of Georgia and then transferred to Ohio state after urban Meyer was uh, removed from that position. So it's going to be Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. South, you yeah. wrong. You, you can book that. Make that the pound town lock of the century. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Permanent residency at, at stake here. Um, yeah. I just wanted to throw some chatter out there, you know. Uh, yeah, I like it. Finish with a little, uh, little oomph. But uh, congrats to, to Big Bob Sala moving to, yeah. to New York. Yeah. Hopefully it helps the Jets a little bit. But, uh, but Robert's all out of the Jets. James Harden to Brooklyn. Maybe Deshaun Watson's on a new team next year. We can talk about that next week. Who knows? Oh, my. But, oh my. Uh, but uh, boys, that's the podcast. We burned the sage. We ate the strip club <laughs> wings. We made some picks. And uh, that's a podcast for the week. As always, everyone, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending in questions. Uh, follow us on Twitter at tough underscore pod, T-U-F underscore pod. And as always, stay tough.